In today's show, Bitcoin last price dip before a 30,000 breakout. I'll be breaking this down for you and quoting Michael Saylor, Bitcoin is the most secure financial asset in the world. And quoting Max Kaiser, this is true. Even if the internet goes down, unlike every other form of property, only Bitcoin remains unconfiscatable in the event of a worldwide power outage and chaos. Also in today's show, Bitcoin mining difficulty exceeds 50 trillion for the first time. That's right. Also, Tether, USDT market cap breaks all-time high, and Binance CEO points at regulatory caps. We'll also be discussing Crypto.com joining the ranks of licensed payment institutions in Singapore. That's right, as mass adoption continues worldwide outside the United States. We'll also be discussing the Winklevoss Twins' crypto exchange, Gemini, to seek UAE crypto license. Also, uh, this is Justin, Prime Minister of Ireland, met with the Gemini founders to discuss the the potential of Bitcoin and crypto. We'll also be discussing Binance CEO CZ predicts a bull run as China CCTV broadcasts crypto coverage and quoting CZ from this throwback tweet. Bitcoin is probably going to do another five to 10 X this year alone. I will put it somewhere at around like 150 to $400,000 ish in terms of the Bitcoin price and the other crypto assets probably going to rise more or less with BTC. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome everyone just tuning in. This is pod episode number 1299. And yes, today is the first of the month, June 1st, 2023. I'm your host, JV, and we have lots to cover. As you can see, we have the crypto market pumping back in the green once again. Bitcoin recovered to 27000 up a half a percent for the day. We have Ether up 1%, trading just under $1,900. One of the top gainers is Litecoin up 7.5%, trading above 95 bucks. As we all know, the Litecoin happening is around the corner. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, the current crypto market cap is sitting above $1.13 trillion with $29 billion in volume at the past 24 hours. And Bitcoin dominance is 46.1% with the Ether dominance at 19.8%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week, you can see we have Pulse X up 7%, XDC up 9%, Litecoin up 7.5%, and Pepe up 7.5%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, one of my favorite indicators, shows we're currently rated a 52 neutral, yesterday a 51, last week a 51, and last month a 55 in greed. So there you have it. And welcome to everyone just tuning into today's live stream. Now we're going to dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis and check out the charts and what's popping. And welcome to everyone just tuning in. Happy first of the month. Bitcoin returned to a key focal point on June 1st as the monthly close delivered a disappointment. Here you're looking at the Bitcoin one day candle chart. Data from Cointelegraph Markets Pro and Trading View confirmed lackluster end to May for Bitcoin, which slid below 27,000. Bitcoin erased its entire upticks over the weekend, coming full circle to act in a familiar range on the day. This centered on the area immediately below 27,000, with Bitcoin frequently visiting it since the middle of April, as you can see here in the CME, Bitcoin futures, one-hour candle chart. And in doing so, Bitcoin filled a gap in the CME futures outstanding since the weekend trip higher, quoting Jele here, when the gaps fill, the bottom is usually near, and an additional post argued that the Bitcoin price action would soon break out to 30,000, completing 
creating a falling wedge construction with waning volatility, as uh, analyst Jelle outlines here alongside this chart, showing us we're heading back to $30,000. Now, also, um, we have some other bullishness in the market as well. Bitcoin uh, mining difficulty also just recently reached an all-time high. And uh, quoting Dan Crypto Trades, confluence at 26,750 region with the CME gap, as well as the golden pocket on the Fibonacci retracement, we see how the price reacts when and if it gets there. And he also wrote, currently not in the place for me to consider any trades. Now quoting trader and analyst Skew, he says, gap filled now Weak market, though, to be bullish would be strength above 27.4 and 27.2, which are the current index exchanges. Now, Bitcoin's price finished May down 7%. Data from monitoring resource CoinGlass shows showing something of an average performance of a highly varied month. The largest crypto is 5.5% lower in quarter two, contrasting quarter one gains of over 70%. And analyzing multiple time frames, we have decent trader, saw little reason to expect an abrupt trend change Yet, warning of a moderately bearish or declining signals on its proprietary trading instruments, it flagged downside support levels tied to the key moving averages. These are currently sitting at 26,250, 2623 for the 200 week, 20 week, and 200 day moving averages, respectively. And liquidity wise, Bitcoin is still straddling downside, it's currently protected by the 200 week moving average. And upside, all meaningful liquidity is above 30,000, reiterating findings from co founder Philip Swift the day prior. Shout out to uh, Philip Swift and quoting uh, the Giga Chad himself. Bitcoin is the most secure financial asset in the world, says Michael Saylor. And Max reminds us this is true even if the internet goes down. Unlike every other form of property, only Bitcoin remains unconfiscatable in the event of a worldwide power outage and chaos. That's right, because there's these mesh nets where you could ultimately use the internet or use the Bitcoin blockchain without even having access to to the internet, which steps up technology to the next level. And again, welcome to everyone tuning in. Now let's discuss the Bitcoin mining difficulty reaching yet another all-time high. And this is very bullish when you have the fundamentals uh, so strong like they are right now. Bitcoin's price is still stuck in a narrow range as we covered. We're currently just above 27,000. And according to data from BTC.com, the mining difficulty surged this week to 50.68 trillion, setting a fresh all-time high. Let's go. The latest difficulty adjustment occurred at block height 792.288, which added 3.4% on May 31st. This is the first time in Bitcoin history recording a difficulty level above the 50 trillion mark. So congrats as we achieve this massive milestone and further validating the minor conviction and competition in the network, as we all know, is the hash rate, which is hovering near its all-time highs as well at 400 exahashes. X, um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. I think it's X, uh, hashes per second. That's right. Now, Foundry, US led pack contributing the most hash rate with a market share of 28.9%. And next was Ant Pool with 22.6%, followed by FT Pool with a commanding 14.1% dominance. And as Max Kaiser commonly shares, the, uh, the hash rate is a lagging indicator to the Bitcoin price as well as the difficulty. So these are very bullish signs for the King Crypto. The surge is a welcome respite for the Bitcoin miners after suffering tremendously due to the market turmoil we witnessed last year. And the recent ordinals craze, for instance, helped the miners of the network by pushing the transaction fees. Naturally, the miners are benefiting tremendously from the high fees in the blockchain. And in fact, the daily revenue hit a five-year high last month in what was touted to be 
a rare event, and owing to Ordinal's popularity, miners are now increasingly deploying more mining machines, thereby boosting the network's computing power. Meanwhile, the Bitcoin mining-related stocks in the U.S. recorded gains this week as sleepy Joe Biden agreed to scrap the planned 30% tax on electricity used by the companies. Well, that's great news. At least we got something in the positive coming from Sleepy Joe. I think they know they can't oppose that 30% tax because it would move adoption all outside the United States. Why would you want to be mining Bitcoin in the United States if you had to pay a 30% Bitcoin mining tax? Would make absolutely no sense. So it's good to hear they ultimately uh, threw that out. So that's good. Now let's discuss Tether USDT hitting yet another um, all-time high as far as their market cap. Uh, Tether has been very bullish thus far this year. Let's break it down. The Tether stablecoin hit another all-time high market cap of over now $83 billion as its market dominance continues to soar. The new all-time high comes in a year when other stablecoin issuers struggle to stay afloat due to the regulatory woes. The same was pointed out by crypto exchange Binance CEO CZ. And right here, you can see this chart showing the USDT market cap going parabolic. In a tweet, CZ drew attention to the Binance USD, which is a Binance-branded stablecoin issued by Paxos. The Binance CEO said BUSD is a fully regulated stablecoin capped by the New York Department of Financial Services at $23 billion and currently sits at $5 billion market cap. And since then, USDT has seen tremendous growth. Quoting CZ here, BUSD, a fully regulated stablecoin, was capped with no new minting by the NYDFs at $23 billion, but now at a $5 billion market cap. And since then, USD has seen tremendous growth. Talking about uh, the breaking news coming from Tether surpassing an $83 billion market cap. And in February, the NYDFS has ordered Paxos to stop any new issuance of BUSD, citing violations of security laws. And at the time when USDT reached an all-time high market cap, its competitors such as Circle issued USD coin and BUSD are struggling to maintain their market share. The second largest stablecoin, USDC's market cap, currently sits at $28.8 billion, a difference of over $50 billion from USDT. So for context, at one point, USDC's market dominance was nearing that of USDT when its market cap reached an all-time high of $55.8 billion in June of 2022. The prolonged bear market of 2022 took its toll on both stablecoins with declines in their market caps after the June 2022 highs. However, USDT managed to bounce back with the higher market dominance, while USDC's market cap has been almost cut in half. And I don't see that reversing anytime soon, just FYI. The prominent reason for the decline in the market share of other stablecoins can be attributed to regulatory scrutiny by the U.S. regulators in the U.S. banking crisis. After a ban on new minting of BUSD for security violations, its market cap dropped rapidly as users started to convert their BUSD to other stables such as USDT. And similarly, USDC, the major crisis came from Silicon Valley Bank's collapse when the stablecoin issuer held about $3.3 billion in reserves. This led to a market panic and a subsequent depegging from the U.S. dollar. And although USDC regained its peg the next day, it took a significant toll on its market cap as more and more people lose trust in this stablecoin, with many users converting their USDC to other stables in fear of a total crash. That's right. You can't be too safe. What is your favorite stablecoin? Let me know in the comments below. And do you think Tether USDT will continue reaching new all-time highs as far as the market cap is declined and USDC circle continue on the decline? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. Now let's discuss different exchanges opening up shop around the world because of the stupid no clarity 
Gary and regulations coming from the SEC here in the United States. Let's first talk about uh, Crypto.com opening up shop in Singapore. That's right. They just recently got their license. Check it out. The Singapore-based crypto exchange, Crypto.com, announced June 1st. It had been granted a major payment institution license for a digital payment token service by the Monetary Authority of Singapore. The announcement comes after Crypto.com received its in-principle approval from them in June of 2022 with the MPI license. Now, Crypto.com is now authorized to offer DPT services to customers specifically in Singapore. The Monetary Authority of Singapore serves as Singapore central bank and primary financial regulatory authority is responsible for overseeing and implementing legislation related to money, banking, insurance, securities, and the overall financial industry, including the issuance of currency. This latest announcement adds to Crypto.com's track record of securing regulatory licenses. The exchange has also been granted registration as a digital asset service provider by the Autoritide des Marches Financiers in France in the crypto asset business by the United Kingdom's Financial Conduct Authority. And furthermore, Crypto.com received approval for its minimal viable product preparatory license from the Dubai Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority and acquired Electronic Financial Transaction Act and Virtual Asset Provider Registration in South Korea. Good Lord. The company also secured registration approval as a digital currency exchange provider and independent remittance dealer in Australia from the Australian Transaction Report and Analysis Center, as well as the Australian Financial Services License and Australian Credit License from the Australian Securities and Investments Commission. Now, Crypto.com's regulatory achievements also extend to registration in Italy from uh, uh, their Orgasmo Agente and in Greece from the Hasantic Capital Market Commission and in Cyprus for the Securities and Exchange Commission. And in addition, the crypto exchange recently brought in its user base in the United States, allowing its users to utilize over 30 cryptos to make purchases across the selection of over 150 renowned customer brands through its app, which it released this feature just recently on May 31st, which was literally yesterday. So there you have it. Mass adoption continuing overseas. Now let's discuss the latest coming from the Winklevoss twins and the Gemini crypto exchange. Starting with breaking news right here, the Prime Minister of Ireland, who you can see in this photo with the Gemini founders, just recently discussed the potential of Bitcoin and crypto. And off the back of that, now let's break down the Winklevoss-owned crypto exchange Gemini also announced it had begun the process of acquiring a crypto service license for the customers in the UAE. In a May 31st blog post yesterday, Gemini cited increased enthusiasm for cryptos among citizens and positive conversations with regulators for the UAE as a reason for pursuing uh, the license. And additionally, Gemini co-founders Cameron and Tyler told Zawa that the moves were spurred on an after-experience hostility and lack of clarity on crypto regulation in the United States. Exactly what I just pronounced. We have no clarity. Gary providing no uh, clear black and white uh, you know, distinction if, for example, uh, is Ethereum a security or commodity. They don't want people to know because it creates fear and uncertainty in the market, allowing them to ultimately suppress the price action. Quoting uh, Tyler here, we have been super encouraged with our conversations here with the regulators. He said, there is an effort to make the UAE a home and hub for crypto, and most importantly, to enact thoughtful regulation that connects and protects both consumers, but also a company's ability to innovate. Take that, no clarity, Gary. And at the time, the Winklevoss twins have not yet decided where to base operations for the exchange in the country, hinting that the new Gemini headquarters could be established in both Abu Dhabi 
and Dubai. Why not? And according to data from Gemini's Global State Crypto Report, more than 35% of those surveyed in the UAE had purchased crypto, compared to only 20% of that in the United States. So that's almost double the adoption in the UAE compared to the United States. And nearly 32% of non-owners in the UAE said they are likely to purchase crypto in the next year, and 33% of crypto holders in the UAE plan to make it in-person purchases at brick-and-mortar retailers, compared to just 19% of crypto owners globally. So there you have it. Uh, mass adoption continues around the world. Shout out to the Gemini owners, uh, the Winklevoss twins, as they are not being uh, basically sabotaged by the USA. They're just going to continue to do their thing. And I think that is a great sign to help usher in mass adoption as the Bitcoin game theory continues in full effect. And now for the moment you have all been waiting for, let's break down the latest coming from CZ and his $400,000 Bitcoin price prediction. And then we'll dive into some live Q&A. And yes, welcome to everyone in the live chat. Happy first of the month. Uh, Binance CEO CZ made a bold prediction after China Central Television aired coverage of crypto, describing it as a big deal that could lead to a bull run in the market. Now, the coverage included an announcement from Hong Kong Securities Regulatory Commission stating a mandatory licensing system for virtual asset trading platforms will be implemented from June 1st, which is today. Now, Binance bracing for a bull run. That's right. The Binance CEO claimed that the news has generated significant buzz in the Chinese-speaking communities, with many speculating that the coverage could lead to increased adoption of cryptocurrencies and a surge in prices. This is not the first time that coverage of this kind has been linked to bull runs in the crypto market. According to CZ, quoting him here on Crypto Twitter, CCTV just broadcasted crypto. It is a big deal. The Chinese-speaking communities are buzzing. Historically, coverages like these led to bull runs, not saying past predicts the future and not financial advice. Now, the announcement from the Hong Kong Securities Regulatory Commission is also significant as it signals a move towards greater regulation of virtual asset trading platforms, which can help to improve the investor confidence in the sector and pave the way for wider adoption of cryptocurrencies. The move towards greater regulation in Hong Kong could also have implications for the wider crypto industry with regulators around the world grappling with how to regulate cryptos. The Hong Kong Security Regulatory Commission decision could provide a useful blueprint for their jurisdictions. And according to a Reuters report, Hong Kong securities regulator, the Securities and Futures Commission announced that it will introduce a new licensing regime for digital asset companies from June 1st, which will include measures to protect retail investors. The move comes after a year of turmoil in the crypto sector, with the collapse of crypto exchange FTX last year being a significant blow. And under the new regime, all trading platforms and exchanges will be required to apply for a license with fines and jail terms for those who fail to do so. The SFC had also proposed various investor protection measures, including setting an exposure limit for retail investors and only allowing retail trading in highly liquid tokens that have been issued for at least one year. And in addition, companies will be required to perform client checks to ensure that retail traders from China, where crypto trading is banned, are not accepted. The SFC also emphasized that operators have a responsibility to comply with the laws and regulations in the jurisdictions in which they continue their services. The new system will also cover the marketing of services from unlicensed platforms with the SFC warning that it will 
as an offense issue advertisements related to the unlicensed platform. You also have Elizabeth Wong, the head of the SFC's fintech unit, stated this would cover social media influencers personally promoting services of unlicensed platforms to Hong Kong investors. Now, the International Organization of Securities Commission also recently unveiled the global approach to regulating crypto assets, highlighting the need for greater consumer protection. The collapse of FTX last year fueled concerns that consumers were not sufficiently protected and new regulatory regime in Hong Kong seeks to address these concerns. And overall, despite the uncertainties with the current crypto market conditions, Binance CEO CZ's bullish outlook and the recent coverage of crypto by CCTV and the Hong Kong Security Regulator Commission announced in a positive sign for the industry. And now for a throwback prediction coming from CZ back in 2001. He made a $400,000 Bitcoin price prediction, projecting that this was likely the next mark uh, to hit. So let's go back here and check this out. So quoting him word for word right here, uh, Bitcoin is probably going to do another 5 to 10x this year alone. And again, this is back in 2021 before we hit that all-time high. So lo and behold, we did break out. Did we hit 10x per se? No, but we did hit 69,000. So got to give credit where credit is due. He also goes on to share, I will put it somewhere around like 150 to $400,000-ish per Bitcoin in terms of the Bitcoin price and the other crypto assets are probably going to rise more or less with BTC. So there you have it. And let's discuss this for a minute before we dive into our live uh, Q&A. What are your thoughts realistically of Bitcoin hitting a $400,000 price target for this cycle? Now, yes, lo and behold, he was off on the timing as he was projecting $150,000 to $400,000 Bitcoin price back in 2021. But lo and behold, we still hit an all-time high of 69000 not as high as he anticipated. But now, deja vu, because now we're heading into 2024 next year with the happening only 11 months away. Do you think his projection of $150,000 to $400,000 Bitcoin price is realistic for this cycle considering the halving is around the corner? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. And for Bitcoin to realistically hit that $400,000 price target, that is roughly a 15x from today's price of $27,000. Let me know when and if you feel this will likely turn into fruition. And where do you feel the Bitcoin price is likely to go for the peak cycle of this year if it's not going to be 400,000? Let me know in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.